Oh, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I'm very tired. How the sausage is made. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we are back to talk chapter 31, just as soon as we agree to teach the weirding way. It's a very important lesson someone's got to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Underestimate hey. Jessica at your peril. You know what's a fun thing to call someone? <laughs> what? Woman. <laughs> Just a woman, woman, hey woman, woman, you woman, woman, hey woman, woman. (laughs) This woman, what woman, that woman, woman. Yeah. I think there's one person in the entire universe that could call me woman and I would be okay with it. Yeah. Like, And it's not my husband. (laughs) None of them have ever seen Clueless, apparently. So how are we, Megan? We, I'm good. Yeah. Good. uh, I... I'm excited to get into this chapter. It um, has some good action and uh, some really good use of Jessica. She's not just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's finally um, kind of, she's got some stuff to do. She doesn't just have yeah. to try to survive. I mean, she's still trying to survive, but she's not just walking in the desert. Sure. We meet some new friends, some mm-hmm. important folk. Some very important folk. Oh, Yeah. So I guess we should just get into it since mm-hmm. you've read the epigraph for the last two weeks. <laughs> you took both of those behemoths. I will take this week and see how I do. No promises. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> this comes from the private reflections on Muad'Dib by the princess Irulan. Um, What? First of all, Irulan. Please, please note that these are not hit private reflections of... No, they're Mwadi. on. But she's and, just thinking about them. Yeah, and this, whoo, buddy. <laughs> this is something. Okay, here we go. Prophecy and prescience. How can they be put to the test in the face of the unanswered question? Consider, how much is actual prediction of the waveform, as Mwadi pref- referred to his vision image, And how much is the prophet shaping the future to fit the prophecy? What of the harmonics inherent in the act of prophecy? Does the prophet see the future or does he see a line of weakness, a fault or cleavage that he may shatter with words or decisions as a diamond cutter shatters his gem with the blow of a knife? What? Hmm. Huh. Um, I say again, what? (laughs) There's a little of the, you know, does the prophet shape the prophecy? Because, I mean, there's more. We get more of the Missionaria Protectiva this week. Could she just maybe trim it down a little <laughs> is what I'm saying. Edit, Irulan. Edit. This is all she has to do. Mm-hmm. You'd think she'd be better at it. Slam. I can't. I'm just kidding. I I. I wouldn't I love, read this book. I'm just I love saying. him very much, but I cannot imagine just sitting around writing my reflections on my husband. Oh, God, no. Some thoughts. I mean, 
I'd be like, yes, he was great. He was a funny guy. Here's some stuff he did. Some stuff he said, but I'm not going to talk about, like, did he shape his future like a diamond cutter or whatever? Like, that's weird. I, we don't have dates for a lot of these. So I would like to assume that she, I'm just going to presume that she wrote these while Paul was still around. So it's not even like musings on someone who has passed. It's just her oh. being like thinking about my husband the in the other in the, room. In the next room. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> The guy I could probably hear having sex with someone else. <laughs> Not I don't know. to get into spoilers, we did have a, um, we did actually have a, a very, um, I don't want to say it's funny because they hadn't actually had a serious question. Someone tweeted us and asked if we have spoilers in our podcast. And I was like, um, I mean, we try not to get ahead of the story, but we do reference like, yes, Irulan marries Paul. <laughs> and yeah. It's, it is it's a loveless marriage. With having read them all, you know, yeah. is it's hard to pull back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just her reflections. Yeah. Mm, just her navel gazing on Paul, and it's I'm. I mean, you read way more into it than I did because I read this thing through like three times, and I was like, "What?" Every time. Just proves once again that you are the smarter of the two of us. But <laughs> this is just more of the crystal visions. I'm just thinking in fluid back. <laughs> I like to think that you know you're the, I'm the Richie Tozier of this dynamic. I don't. I'm not going to say which one I think you are. Oh. I don't want to. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Obviously, you. I would think you would be Bev, but Bev is such a little punk. <laughs> It seems like no matter which one I pick that's not Richie, it could be seen as offensive. I guess I'm kind of Mike. Okay, yeah, I see that. I went to library school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just tell me, beep, beep, Bo, and I'll shut up. <laughs> so where are we this week? We... We're in Our, the desert. Yeah, we're in the desert, but we're not in that very sad chapter that we were in last week. No. I think we're all just feeling like the in that just brought the energy down so much. It really did. That sad chapter. Oh, I'm getting like emotional thinking about it now. Dune is not often sad. No. Um, honestly, like you know, there sad are things couples, happen, but yeah. they're not. It itself is not sad, but that was sad. I think there's a part later, like, towards the end of this book that I found very sad. Um, okay, so we're back in the desert uh, with Paul and Jessica this time. Mm -hmm. Back with our two. The Fremen remaining. have, some Fremen have found them and are mm -hmm. discussing how best to take their water. Mm -hmm. uh, so the two, the two Fremen, I think, will just introduce at the moment. So yeah, it's still Gar who was the head of the Fremen that Duncan Idaho had joined up with. Yes. He's none too pleased by that recollection, mm -hmm. by the way. He's not a fan of our man Duncan anymore. Yeah, he's like, Duncan abandoned us. I was like, well, you did agree that he could serve two masters. Yeah. Uh, Where do you think that was going to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of like, um, what? <laughs> and uh, the other one is Jameis, who mm -hmm. is just a big jerk. Yeah. I mean, Jameis is like the ultra Fremen. Like, he's like the most Fremen Fremen that ever Fremen. 
there's always someone in these sorts of stories it's again i i bring these up a lot but in the earth's children series Mm -hmm. in the mammoth hunters there is one person who's like a member of the the tribe who you know doesn't like ayla just because he's like well but she's weird Mm -hmm. she's doing weird stuff and i don't like it everyone else is like no but she's cool get over it he's like nope i don't (laughs) like it i'm just gonna be over here glaring right which is kind of what james is doing right now Mm -hmm. he's kind of sulking he's kind of Mm -hmm. yeah he's kind of like come on let's get their water and go mm-hmm. yeah um, uh, we do have a, a mention sort of a, a off off scene cameo of talking bat mm-hmm. oh talking yes bat is back <laughs> our favorite character the blue eyed the spice eyed bat uh they the bat told them hey if you see these people mm-hmm. we might want to help them right like heads up the little the little dude might be a good a good person to keep around yeah so Stilgar's like you're gonna come you're you're in our tribe now you're one of us your mom eh sorry she's not worth it it's like you're doing pretty well like you survived you used you knew to use the thumper you're Mm -hmm. you're doing pretty well like moving through the desert not perfect but you know you're kind of water fat um look at you how dare you i enjoy the part where they basically were like he's a little pasty like he spent some time out of the sun um but we'll take the pasty fat kid (laughs) (laughs) poor paul's just like what good (laughs) which is probably even more embarrassing for paul considering the end of this chapter (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's like come on guys uh he says, I'm you know, just picturing like an early aughts Jonah Hill <laughs> as Paul. <laughs> My God, can you imagine? What I find funny, especially with casting, mm-hmm. is just that, especially if you think to, as we often do, the Lynch movie, mm-hmm. like, I get their differences between like the idea of being someone being water fat, which does not mean that he's he's fat. He's just yeah. like you not know. dehydrated, like a piece of beef yeah. jerky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you think about it, and that's not like Everett McGill is not a small dude. No, <laughs> he's a burly guy. He's a big guy, and he had at that point. I mean, maybe it was the beard, but he did have a very round face. And it's just sort of funny that he's just standing there, like, imagining that sequence. So they're like, I guess you'll do. You're kind of, eh, I don't know. It's like, hey, man, you look like you've enjoyed a few steak dinners. <laughs> oh, with apologies to Mr. McGill, if you're listening. Me <laughs> I'm no sure offense. you are. I think Wait, you live on a ranch or something. Alive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he had retired, I believe he had retired from acting before um, Twin Peaks The Return, because mm-hmm. David Lynch was on Twitter being like, hey, does anyone know how to call Everett McGill? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and someone did, apparently. Yeah, because he sure did show back up. It was Peggy Lifton that passed away. Okay, never yes. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I just, it's a, always a problem with casting anything like that, is it's just oh, never... Yeah. It's like any time anyone has to be Helen of Troy. It's like, okay, yes. you're good looking, but are you that good? I guess. Yeah. Are you good looking enough to... I mean, and granted... Diane Kruger's like, hey! 
don't get me started like about the whole thing like was it really because of helen or was that just an excuse and agamemnon wanting to have a war blah 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 well obviously don't get me started i sit here and like yell about agamemnon for an hour and that would be our episode i think more should have been made in the movie troy about how helen hatched out of an egg yeah yeah um you know your girlfriend's a chicken right you know she's got all kinds of siblings in a very weird configuration her mother was lita right yeah yeah and i believe it's helen and castor oh my god this is gonna drive me insane i see you my book of greek (laughs) mythology you're across the room and i can't get you um (laughs) It's Helen, it's like Castor and Pollux, but they're not, they didn't come out of the same egg? I don't, I think the girls came out of one egg and the boys came out of the other, no? It was, it was mixed, there was like one one girl and one boy from the eggs, and then one girl and one boy were born from, yeah, like, her husband. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how that works. Yeah. Um. The old-fashioned way. (laughs) It, her birth. Okay, here we go. She she was Okay, it's not This is not telling me who Which of the twins it was But one of the twins and Helen Were the children of of Zeus Mm -hmm. And the other twin and Clytemnestra Were mortal children Because it's entirely possible That you could just lay two eggs And four babies with different dads Or it could have been a double yolker. <laughs> How'd that egg come out? Oh, no. <laughs> this is oh like my when my Greek hus- mythology is so weird and so good. Well, it's like Martians in uh, like burrows. They lay eggs. Mm-hmm. As my husband is very fond of reminding me oh, for okay. some reason. He's always like, you know, they lay, they lay big eggs. Like, great. That's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, they left honey. that out of John Carter of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we always make find a way to make a John Carter of Mars reference. Well, I mean, it's thematically connected. Yeah, totally. It's all people in space and it's hot. <laughs> so where uh, are we? I got, uh, we got very boy. sidetracked. <laughs> But just so everyone is aware, Helen of Troy came out of an egg. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, no one has hatched out of an egg in Dune, luckily, that we're aware of. So they really are like, we're not going to keep you, Jessica. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. We regret to inform you, woman, that mm-hmm. we just don't need an extra woman around. And we'll take really good care of your son. But mm-hmm. we're going to need your water. Yeah. And she's like, uh, okay. Let's get a few things straight. So she pretends to faint. Mm -hmm. And that's a sign to Paul that he takes off to hide. First, he knocks out Jameis and steals his weapon, (laughs) which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, He's just made a friend for life. A very short life. (laughs) We'll see about that. Um, (laughs) Then... There's, I like that there's not really a description because she's she does that. It's a sign to Paul, and also like Stilgar is sort of reaching towards her, also clearly grabbing his weapon because he's, he's like, "Hey, like, this you know is what? my chance. She's down. She's fainting. Yeah." And then we just we focus to Paul, you know, scrambling up in the rocks and hiding himself, 
and then suddenly we just get Stilgar being like, all right, everyone back up because uh, she she's going to kill me. She's got yeah. me. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, you you got me. And she's just like, you're damn right. And he's like, yay, gods, woman. Like, the narration <laughs> is so freaking good. She's clearly got him funny. in a headlock. And yeah. every time that he does not respond in a way she appreciates, she clearly is just tightening it up. And he's just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Hey. Like, Jameis is like, just kill these people and let's get it over with. And he's like, shut up, you lizard turd. <laughs> he actually calls Jameis a lizard turd, which is so weird and good. And I love it. <laughs> like, thank I think my you. my favorite part of that interaction as well is that there's another point where Jameis tries to, to say something. And still, Cargo's. I will not tell you again, Jameis, to be quiet. <laughs> Like, uh-oh, you're in trouble. Don't make me use... Don't make me use my inside voice. <laughs> I also appreciate that Jessica only uses, brute, like, physical force. Because yeah. she considers using the voice, but she's like, nah, this guy, we need him at full capacity. Because he's in charge, and he seems mm-hmm. pretty on it. Like, he's a pretty sharp guy. We need him on our side. Yeah. And I, I don't need to control him. But... I'm going to have to do something with this because he mm-hmm. wants to kill me and that's not going to gonna fly. Yeah. And he says, uh, you know, if, if he, she could teach others to fight the way she fights, that she would be what worth 10 times her weight in water or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he asks at one point if she's a reverend mother, mm-hmm. cause they're talking about how great Paul is and how like, you know, he's doing a really good job. Yeah. He's a great kid. And she's like, well, I am his mom. So I think part- it's also, important to note sorry to jump in and Mm -mm. interrupt you i think it's also important to note that when they're communicating between each other it's in a language that she recognizes Mm -hmm. um it's like isn't it a warrior language or something yeah 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 and they don't know that she knows it yeah um and she's just like well i'm his mother so a lot of what how cool he is came from me yeah and Stilgar's just like well that's yeah that's cool women women are great you know he's just like yeah women, women power uh are you a river mother maybe by any chance and she's like yeah no no i'm not he's like well <laughs> maybe if you've been a river mother i could have worked mm-hmm. something out for you but you're yeah just... there's there's Sorry? something there about it because like they he seems to be asking some specific questions. Yeah, he's really trying. He's like, well, yeah. are you trained in the ways of the desert? And she's like, no, but I know a lot of stuff that some people think is pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, well, we have different degrees of that out here. Right. Um, and he's just like, I can't, we really don't have time to ask you a bunch of questions about your skills. Well, I feel like some <laughs> of his questions are very pointed because of the seeds, you know, like mm-hmm, they're looking mm-hmm. for something specific because of... The Missionara Protectiva, who have been there, like, and Jessica's like, damn, these bitches did their work. <laughs> like, they just keep calling poor Paul the boy man, the child man. <laughs> we'll take I care mean, of your boy, this boy I mean, of yours. He is a boy. He is, but it's very I'm funny. a freak. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, kid. You're just. <laughs> I what have you Stilgar. done to me? Because Stilgar's just like, whatever, shut up, you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, but that is a great part of all of this is that paul is very yeah we're we're killing this me and my mom we got this going (laughs) and meanwhile at the end everyone's just like oh by the way paul 
you're really loud and not very good at hiding. Right. <laughs> Your mom seems pretty cool, but you're a little like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so this uh, Stilgar agrees to, to accept Jessica as one of them now that she has him, like, you know, pinned. Why and... didn't you say you were a weirding woman and a fighter? Yes. So here we are. Weirding. Weirding. What? <laughs> it's the word of the day. <laughs> it's just like he she's like well you didn't ask to see my cv like it was up right (laughs) you didn't get references and this here this whole sequence is why i think it's a little premature to act as if you know rebecca ferguson using the word bodyguard means that she's gonna be you know carrying a rifle or something right you know she can take care of stuff yeah she can kill people with her bare hands probably her big toe she doesn't really need any help and i i do love that you're like you're saying it's so clear just in the dialogue what's going on mm-hmm. like there's just a part where you know Stilgar's like well what if i refuse like what are you gonna do oh god like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the narration and if you're listening to the audiobook the narration is very good in this chapter okay, one point, woman. <laughs> he's like yeah it, you guys could be who the legend is about but we have to test that yeah. And all I know about you right now is that you came to Arrakis with that stupid Duke. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, look, I'm sure he was really cool, but he also got himself killed by the Harkonnens. So. Yeah. <laughs> look at it from that perspective. <laughs> right. And she's just like, fine. So they have a truce for now. They're going to mm-hmm. go with with the Fremen and see what happens that from there. But then Stilgar's like, oh, and Chaney, Chani, like, you know, you can come down now or you can come out now. And Paul is like hiding and, um, hey, there's this girl and it's, it's, it's her. It's the girl he dreamed about in the first chapter. And she's, she's also a little sass pot. She um, is. Love it. Because so Paul has been thinking that he's hidden up in this rock and that he's doing he's doing a real good job. Oh, he's so clever. And, you know, the. And then Stilgar, after Stilgar has been released, he's just like, hey, stop hunting him up there. He'll come down when he's ready. And then this voice from above Paul's is like, oh, but he's right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I found him. And he's like, dope. <laughs> And he said, he calls, Stilgar calls her the spawn of a lizard. And she's like, you didn't call me a spawn of a lizard. Screw <laughs> you, Stilgar. Um, oh, uh, just even because it has to cross all cultural boundary lines, mm-hmm. Jessica's like, because Stilgar has been, you know, she, Jessica keeps asking Stilgar, like, well, how do we know you'll keep your word? And she wants things very specifically spelled out. She's like, tell all your people exactly what you want from me. So mm-hmm. that nobody decides to take it upon themselves to kill me or, you know, do anything rash. Right. And he's like, well, I'm sorry I didn't bring a bunch of paper to write you a contract. <laughs> um, but out here in the desert, if we say something, that's it, our word is good. Yeah. And she's just like, all right, fine. You know, Benny Jesuit, don't break vows either. And someone goes, oh, Benny Jesuit, witch. Like, ah. ah. Even here. <laughs> God damn it. Shut up, Jameis. Uh, so... The shout out mapes, like her word got out to mm-hmm. the uh, out to... the desert. Yeah. Oh, and one of the things I, I found interesting was like she 
pull she remembers seeing the name of Stilgar's Siege mm-hmm. on one of Leto's maps and she just like rattles that off like we'll talk about it when we get back to Siege to what is it Tabor 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 yeah Tabor and he's like <laughs> <laughs> and she's like and she what? thinks like that's like god the betty jesuit who came here to sow these seeds did a really good job yeah and i think it's another indication that you know it is this idea that people think that they're performing all this magic and it's really just a lot of paying attention mm-hmm. you know she saw that on a map and figured that since it was on a map and stillgar's name was next to it that meant that that's the ch where he lives so yeah. she said it and he assumes that she must know it through some, like, mystical means as opposed to just, I saw it written down and I remembered yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's also important here that uh, Stilgar tells Paul that he can come down and he doesn't until Jessica says he can. And yeah. Stilgar's, Stilgar's pretty cool about it. Like, he's just like, all right, he knows how to take orders. Yeah. Sweet. Like, that's good. <laughs> He'll learn uh, to take orders from someone other than his mother eventually. He doesn't. They they then at this point realize that Jameis is like unconscious behind a bush, and they're like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, I guess we gotta carry this guy." So Paul comes down, and then Shani comes down with him, mm-hmm. and she has got her weapon aimed at him, and it is Chani who is Liet's daughter, mm-hmm. and he realizes that this is the girl that he dreamt of. And she tells him, you were as noisy as a shy halud in a rage. <laughs> <laughs> like, why you suck? And he's glad that it's dark because he's all blushy and red because he's yes. a girl. And a girl yes. was there while they were calling him pasty and, and fat. <laughs> and a man boy. <laughs> An optimal first meeting. <laughs> An optimal meet cute. And... I will say that this is, you know, I have to be doubly awkward because even though he doesn't know the extent to which, you know, his, his, he only knows he's going to meet her and he knows some of their interactions, Mm -hmm. but he's definitely probably got some inkling that this is, you know, someone who's going to be really important to him. Yeah. And that's mixing with him just being like, I'm really embarrassed. Also cute girl. Maybe cute girl. Just, I mean, frankly, he's 15. He is a 15 year old boy. Girl, girl, you girl. never had a friend. Of course he's going to be like, girl. (laughs) She's going to like pat him on the shoulder and he's going to be like, I need to, I'll be right back. (laughs) Don't look at me, (laughs) Rita. I mean, you have to imagine that happens quite Um, a bit in the early days of their relationship. They... Stilgar takes the the weapon that he'd taken from Jameis back and is like, you'll get Mm -hmm. one. You know, but that's his. And Paul starts to start some shit about it. And then he remembers that Jessica's just like, beginnings are delicate times. Don't throw a fit right now. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, uh, Jessica. Oh, then Jessica's basically like, yeah, well, he earned it. So he should keep it. And he still calls her a difficult woman. (laughs) Everyone's dream. (sighs) Okay. I'm going to be really like blunt right now because this is based on a conversation I was having with a friend of mine earlier today about fictional characters Mm -hmm. I know it's never like a spelled out thing but are we really supposed to believe that Jessica and Stilgar never never boned because there's a lot of like real I mean I feel like there's a lot of mm. 
I feel like there is a lot of like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like once, a lot of once, hinting that they're fucking. Once they get past the whole, I'm going to kill you and process your body for its water. Yeah. There's a I lot. Mean, who says uh, romance is dead? Yeah. There's a lot of him just being like, yeah, all right. Damn, she's like, a, you're, you're real frustrating, aren't you? Like, yeah. And she's just sort of like, yeah, hey, leader, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> I don't want to I mean, mess with this guy's. Her... I don't want to mess with this guy's will because uh, he's a strong, strong guy. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This again might be. I'll be honest. Entirely, you know, messed up in my brain because of Everett McGill, who was a very handsome man. Oh yeah. Uh so <laughs> when you watch the movie, you're just kind of like, oh, eh? mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Stilgar could get it. Yeah, I mean, look at him go. He's yeah. he's he's. Stillgar can get it. Look at him go. Stillgar can get it. I wouldn't say no. Wow. I love this. This is this is amazing. This is our new theme song, actually. I've been drinking. <laughs> they get little neckerchiefs. Yes, they do. And it's get- it, it means that they're it's sort of like a password almost like I'm part mm-hmm. of the tribe, you know. It means that they belong to Stillgar's group. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like that he has these on him at all times. Because guess what, guys? There's a lot of fucking Fremen. There's so many. And there's so many there's, groups. Because he yeah. promises them that they're not going to tell any of the other sitches. Or they're not going to know about Paul and Jessica. Right. Um, that they're not even trusting, like, the grander Fremen community. Mm-hmm. And he even says at one point that, you know, he does, Stilgar says, like, I don't speak for all Fremen. Liette could speak for all Fremen, but he's not here. Yeah. Mm. Nor will he be. Right. But I just love that he just had these, like, gauzy, like, kerchiefs on him. Just like, you guys are part of the gang now. <laughs> here you go. He carries them in his sleeve like a magician. He's got little kerchiefs like Foxfire. I <laughs> love it. Uh, so, oh, he also calls him Manling. <laughs> I think that's the most humiliating one of all of them. I think it is. I'm waiting for like yeah. Man Cub, like Jungle Book. Um, <laughs> and so Paul, so he says, Chani, take the child man under your wing. Keep him out of trouble. And Chani's like, all right, come on, child man. And he's like, okay, my name is Paul. <laughs> She's like, we'll see. <laughs> and he starts, he legitimately starts to say like, it were well you use it but he doesn't get that far because still guards yeah. like yeah we'll give you a name once you pass all your <laughs> tests so jessica then also is like all right you know what i need to show that paul is pretty great and she tells everyone that he was tested by the gom jabbar yeah and so everyone's just like all right and then still just like yeah we don't know a lot about each other and we really cannot stay here and talk let yeah. us get walking yeah, we are so they, going. <laughs> they start moving out and they're like very orderly. Everything's very precise. Like Sogar's got this shit down. Mm-hmm. And Jessica has a moment to like to be like, okay, okay. We have an entire culture of people, like of a military, like an entire race of people, basically, that is, you know, militaristic. Mm hmm. Pretty good, pretty good for my son mm-hmm. to have all these people fighting for him. Just like you're getting a little ahead of yourself, Jessica. And they, you know, and 
Silgar's like, we gotta reach the Cave of the Ridges before dawn, because we don't want to get caught out in the day. Yeah. There's a little too much... (sighs) When they start using phrases like day sun, Mm -hmm. it gets a little too, I'm writing for another culture. Yeah. It's something, I mean, people do it for aliens... Or, you know, when it's supposed to be old-timey talk, there's a lot of, like, oh, we're all just using kennings because, hey, why not? It's all Beowulf. It's like, no, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Um, Yeah, and then they're all, they're on their way to Luray Caverns, and it's going to be really cool. Yeah. They're going to pan for some some (laughs) semi-precious gems. Um, Uh, It's what I think of whenever I'm in a cave, on a cave tour, because I am a big nerd. I haven't been on a cave tour since i was 15 and i'm fine with that i for some reason have been like well i just i went one uh i went on one in louisville when i was there in the spring my friends mm-hmm. and i went to some cave well, that is there. a good thing to do with friends but i'm uh, not a adventuresome person i will go on a nice like cave tour where you walk around and it's like oh this is nice. Mm-hmm. Look at this. We're all in a nice cave, and now we're all going back. If, if there's any point where someone's like, here, put on this flashlight helmet, I'm like, mm, no. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so... I will not do that. Thank you. Because <laughs> there's no spelunking. Right. I am claustrophobic, and I saw The Descent. So Yeah, exactly. I think The Descent really messed me up for any kind of cave adventures. Honestly, the worst part of the descent is the part in the very beginning when they get stuck in a cave-in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything... After that, we... the monsters, it was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the monsters are not even the scariest part, but I will say that the descent is still, like, the scariest movie I think I've seen. Oh, yeah. That was one of the ones where I was legitimately like, this movie is scary. Yeah. This is a scary movie. This is a horror movie. <laughs> I was movie. watching this it in the theater, and I was like, movie. I am frightened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that wraps up the chapter, right? That was the yes. end of the chapter? Yeah. It was the end of the chapter. There are no cave monsters in Dune, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. But I mean, maybe that... there are. Maybe there's, like, legends, but we don't really hear about them. <laughs> it's just pasty white Paul. <laughs> pasty fat Paul. <laughs> oh, God. Don't go down that cavern. There uh, is a pasty, chunky, <laughs> chunky teen. Oh, I love this so much. I mean, it's Harold a, from the stand. He's as in a pasty, chunky person. I am all in for this. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about the cave life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hashtag cave life. Hashtag cave life. If it's there we you know, go. a big Something elaborate new for cave. our merch store. <laughs> hashtag cave life. Our friend who was doing this merch is going to be like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah, she was <laughs> like, so stop. what did the Bene Gesserit look like? And we were like, oh. Ladies. Like, women? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the movies always want to give them a more unified thing. But I yeah. don't think that. I could kind of see it amongst some of them. Like, when a Reverend Mother shows up, I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's definitely got to have, like, a thing going on. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, everyone else. And it's such a shame in the movie when Jessica has to start, like, shaving, shaving her, her head. head. It's I like, don't no, like you have such beautiful hair. And I know that it was like, yes, that is a very distinct look, but I don't like it. So. Also, it's not. It's not good for an organization where you're also spies. Right. <laughs> to be so distinct. Yeah. Um, 
I think that that's a big problem. It's like any time you see or read anything with like a secret society where they've got like a giant tattoo or something, mm-hmm. you're just like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like I watched this YouTube video once. It was a woman who used to work for the CIA and she was ranking like spy stuff in movies. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was really good. It was really good. And my favorite, my favorite part was when they were showing a clip from like a Bourne movie where he opens like the, the inevitable, like they open the drawer and it's just full uh-huh. of fake IDs. And she was like, yeah, no, that that's too much money and effort. Like, <laughs> like creating a fake identity takes a lot of time and money yeah. and effort. And we would not just have like, here's 20. Right. One. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but there was a lot of that, like just not, if you draw t- attention to yourself, it needs, it needs to be, I think one of the ones she said was good was a scene from Alias. Yeah. Where she actually, was being... it was several of the scenes. Yeah. There was a couple of scenes from Alias where she said this is actually, like, pretty you on know. point. So over the top and just so, like, <sighs> obviously, I'm not a spy. I'm just some, like, <laughs> raver girl at the airport. <laughs> I fucking S- love Alias. That show is so did weird. As <laughs> It was, because it was like, hey, what if this was a show that was about a woman a renaissance who was a secret like, spy. Oh, yeah. surprise. Did we tell you about the alchemy? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? Um, I'm sorry, but I fucking love the ending of Alias where Sloan, <laughs> Sloan's ending <laughs> is so good. Like, that is the most satisfying villain ending of all time. So I fucking good. Recently playing an online game that featured a very strange cartoon of Victor Garber. <laughs> and it just made me think about Alias. I think I sent you that picture. He's always Spy Daddy to me. Well, this was based on Titanic, so he was Thomas <laughs> Andrews in that. But still, still Victor Garber. <laughs> oh, God. You could so, not save him. It's not that kind of game, unfortunately. Sad. <laughs> sad, because I really liked him in Titanic. I know. Anyway, I just so nice. really love Victor Garber. He's a treasure. Yeah. No, yeah. he is. He's definitely... And he and Jennifer Garner are like BFFs, mm-hmm. and it's amazing, and it's so cute. Yeah. So uh, we don't have any new uh, emails, sadly. Come on, guys, email us. We like it. Yeah. It's um, 2019. You can just I email people. To stop singing if you email us. <laughs> um, and don't really. I don't think we have a lot going on on Twitter right now, but uh, we do have a plug. We do. Yeah. So we wrote about, um, in our work for the spool, we wrote about the night before Christmas. Night spelled with a K, of course. It's a Netflix, <laughs> the new Netflix Christmas movie starring Vanessa Hudgens. And yeah, for you romance novel fans, it is an extremely watered down Christmas version of A Knight in Shining Armor. Um, <laughs> extremely watered down. <laughs> like, just a, just a drop a flavor in there um, one i i enjoy that i guess i i want to see the big board where they plot these out and they decide how far you can go for you know like a quote-unquote family christmas movie where mm-hmm. it's like okay he's gonna have one shirtless scene but it's yeah. gonna have to be completely it's gonna have to come in a reasonable place like he's just got out of a shower like mm-hmm. it can't just be like random it has to make sense yeah and then after that, he can just occasionally wear a very thin linen shirt, so you can really kind of see through it. Oh, but it's you not... definitely can see through it. Oh, you it. can see through it entirely. Yeah, but... my husband walked in the room, he's like, uh, nipples for days. 
That's the uh, the subtitle of that movie, yes. actually. <laughs> the Night Before Christmas, Nipples, nipples for Days. For days. Um, Vanessa Hudgens wears a lot of inexplicable pants. Oh, so many. I, I don't understand what was happening with those pants. Everyone's wearing very high-heeled boots mm-hmm. in an Ohio winter. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, everyone's got nice... One thing I did enjoy is that everyone has the most perfect made-for-TV romance movie jobs. Yeah. Like, she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I mean, you know, she's a cool teacher who, like, you know, she's has a way rapport too with her involved. students. Too involved in their students' lives. <laughs> and the, you know, she lives in an adorable house that she inherited from her, her parents. And her sister owns a boutique. Yeah. And her husband is just, the sister's husband is just some sort of vaguely. Like, a nebulous it, sort of business. Lawyer. Type thing. <laughs> I think he's a lawyer because they do mention like, oh, he's on a case. So that he can oh, come back right, and be right. like, oh. So, but you know, everyone's just nice and everyone's got like their job. Yeah. I am a it, police officer. <laughs> I, I am mean, a teacher. <laughs> Hello. It, if you just want to turn off your brain for an hour, like it's, it's good for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very, it's cute. It's not uh, mm-hmm. groundbreaking in any capacity. Mm-mm. But if you want to hear someone say like bajabbers. Bajabbers. Bajabbers <laughs> as an exclamation, <laughs> then this is the movie for you. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I don't I know. I liked it too. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I'd watch I'm... it again, but if they make another one, I'll watch it. Yeah, and uh, you know they're going to. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do enjoy the Netflix Christmas specials, I like them better than the Hallmark ones, just because mm. Hallmark ones are, I mean, their budgets are so low. I think, like, Netflix at least puts a little money into theirs. Yeah. Netflix, I have my issues with <laughs> with uh, their Christmas movies. So then they're a little Christy for me. So I really enjoy the Netflix ones because they are not really religious. There's never, it's more about like, oh, well, the season's about giving. It's never mm-hmm. about, let's go to church. <laughs> no, it's always very, Christmas is a season of, of learning to love and yeah. care for other people. Exactly. And I respect the lifetime commitment to, it's Christmas, and our babysitter is actually an evil elf. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, I Lifetime, mean, no, you're doing it. Nobody does it like Lifetime. <laughs> just say like, that. Merry Christmas from Lifetime. Here's Eric Roberts. Just doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, that could be the Lifetime channel pretty much. Here's Eric Roberts. Yeah, really. Here's Eric Roberts. There's like five of those My Evil Doctor movies at this point. I know. (laughs) Which, if you don't know about those, Eric Roberts plays an evil doctor who gets obsessed with just various patients at various times. And it's just the series of movies where he's just like i've had to move to another state because i you know killed people in my old state but i swear i'm not going to do that this time mm-hmm. oh this young lady is quite becoming Curses. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> it's kind of like how they're making that second season of you <laughs> like it's gonna be the same oh god thing. i didn't even watch the first season i was like i read I'm, the books I'm i have not, not watched the se- i have not watched the show i've read both the books so it's just like i wasn't gonna watch zach efron play ted bundy i was like i'm done with the whimification of serial killers <laughs> like yes i watched hannibal because hannibal was art i did not want to <laughs> fuck hannibal <laughs> i mean maybe i want to oh, fuck didn't? mads mickelson but oh. i don't want to fuck hannibal 
No. No. I mean, I'm sure. Okay. I don't know. I would be. I don't want to. I agree. (laughs) I mean, if you can separate Mads Mikkelsen from Hannibal Lecter in your head, then it's much easier. True. Yeah. Wait, are you still saying you would fuck Hannibal? (laughs) If he didn't look like Mads Mikkelsen? Come on. Megan! (laughs) I'm distressed. (laughs) Like Anthony Hopkins is a handsome man. Brian Cox. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know. I think I would have hit Brian Cox before Anthony Hopkins. I'm forever grateful to various screenwriters who have <laughs> looked at the source material and went, so we're going to get rid of the part where he has maroon eyes and extra yes. pinkies. <laughs> um, Thank but... you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, of all the Hannibals, obviously Mads Mikkelsen is obviously. the most <laughs> Remember when he leaps over that kitchen island? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, well, yeah. <laughs> well, glad my mother doesn't fun. listen to this podcast. Uh, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was my like, collar. "What's the name of your podcast again?" I was oh, like, no. "Duniversity." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, I I use swears." So, <laughs> oh god, nobody curses more than my mother. It's appalling. It's really appalling. <laughs> That's gonna be my daughter in 20 years is going to be this she's going to be going no one curses as much as my mother it's appalling (laughs) (laughs) i try so hard someone recently was at a parenting group i'm I'm in someone was asking about swearing and they said you know like do you swear at your children because i guess they had witnessed something that distressed them and um, people were saying like no like i swear but i don't direct it at yeah my my children sure and i was just like yeah like no i never would never swear at her but she has heard swearing because i try very hard but oh yeah it goes yeah (laughs) at times i you know i try and try you know my parents swore around me i turned out okay i didn't want to have children but i turned out okay (laughs) and it's hard it's hard too because there has there has been at least one moment that my husband dropped something and went shit and she went shit we were like, <laughs> no, this no, no, laugh the at that. Crap. You have a very intelligent <laughs> child. Oh my god. Uh, earlier today, yeah, I'm just gonna tell a mom anecdote. Everyone can deal with it. Uh, <laughs> earlier today, I asked her to pick up her toys on the floor, and she put some in a bucket, and then pushed the rest of them behind the coffee table, and was like, "I picked up." I'm like, "I watched you do that. <laughs> I saw what you just did, and I saw that you didn't clean that up." But she's just looking at me like, "No, no, you didn't." Like, wink. <laughs> wink it's like no no you're not making an arrangement with me oh boy <laughs> you know, she's looking at me like you didn't see that it's cool it's cool don't worry about it like no no that's not how this works yeah <laughs> she's gonna slip me a honeycomb or something like you didn't see any of this <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> i'll give you 20 jelly beans to look the other way pretty much yeah she's definitely like brought me you know a glass Rhymes. of water that I'm already <laughs> drinking and been like, want this water? It's like, it's my water. <laughs> I'm well, helping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other day she wanted to put, I was drinking a glass of juice and she wanted to put it on a coaster 
but on the table farthest from me. And I was like, no, it's okay. I'll just put it right here. And she was like, I'm going to put this on this coaster. <laughs> and then she put it and set it down. And then she like got up a few minutes later and like brought it to me and was like, drink juice. Like, oh <laughs> <laughs> I'll set your uh, schedule. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> like, like, oh boy. No one, no one told me about this element of motherhood. <laughs> the part where I'm just going, what? Too bad you don't have any like, I'm using air quotes, friends around to help train her. (laughs) (laughs) There's no troubadour warriors to babysit for you. No. I mean, I guess you could call Billy one if you really wanted to. I'm sure he'd appreciate that very much. (laughs) He does have both a guitar and some kind of rapier or something. I'm not sure what that sword (laughs) is, but he's got one. Brian sings and he used to play cello, so we should have any weaponry. Yeah, we actually have a like a short sword in our umbrella stand right now. And I was like, oh, good. I was like, you know, I really should get rid of this umbrella stand because even though we live in Portland, like nobody really carries an umbrella. You just wear a rain jacket. Just be an adult. Wear a raincoat. Um, So that's what we do. And I don't use my umbrellas and I don't use the umbrella stand. So I was like, I should get rid of this. I'm like, but there's a sword in it and I have nowhere else to put this stupid sword. Uh, They could start a roving band. I know. I was just thinking that they could be minstrels. (laughs) (laughs) They'll send them far away. (laughs) Like, oh, that's great, sweeties. Yeah, just no, you, you have to roam. Have fun. No. No, the road is for you. We actually like them. No, it's true. But if they decided to start speaking minstrels, I might have to be like, okay. Some bards like, hmm, hmm. So cute. If anything starts happening and Billy just starts like describing it in song, like uh-huh. Alan and Dale, I might have to be like, okay. <laughs> I think Brian actually does that. I'm sure it's happened mm-hmm. here. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to not do that sometimes. I mean, in my yeah. own life. I mean, I just did so, it like, just a minute ago. <laughs> you did. Speaking of singing, I hope yeah. that everyone out there is excited for the upcoming movie musical Cats. Oh, God. Uh, I know Bo is not. <laughs> like, you don't have to see Cats. I'll see Cats enough for both of us. Frankly, sure okay. No, will. honestly... I am very perplexed as to uh-huh. why of all musicals they picked this because Cats is just sort of a collection of songs loosely it's joined no together it's not, in a, a no vague plot. shape of a plot. And it's mostly about dancing. It's a, cause I have the, the version that was re- recorded like 20 years ago for PBS yeah. and the dancing is amazing. Yeah. I mean, some of the songs I skip cause yeah, some of them I'm like, this is, uh, but there's a reason that primarily the people casting cats have been dancers who can carry mm-hmm. a note yeah um and so the fact that they're doing this like oh it's a big musical and there's a story it has all these stars it's like but that's not what cats <laughs> is cats is like amazing dancers yeah doing amazing dancing and then sometimes they sing a catchy song about oh, oh and we're cats personally i'm offended that james corden is in that movie like because i was like okay so you have james corden and you have rebel wilson you have two fat actors um, how are you going to make a cat pratfall? Because you know they're going to. That is why you put fat people in movies, apparently. Yeah, and now... And also, I just on don't, behalf I don't like James Corden at all. The cat he is playing, 
his entire song is about how he's fat. He doesn't actually sing it. It is sung about him because um, I'm stealing a lot of this from a tweet that I wish I could I could cite, but I can't. But yeah, the, the plot of Cats is basically the cats introduce themselves and then one of them dies. Um, <laughs> is chosen to die, actually. Um, what? <laughs> so the plot of Cats. No, that's okay. I don't need to know, honestly. It and I, basically they're care. all just gathering because one of them is gonna like be born again. It's very weird. See the thing it, is, that's is that another I, thing. That's I another love thing. Actual cats, but this makes no sense to me. It doesn't, and it just doesn't make sense. And his entire that entire sequence is the other reason that I don't know if it's maybe they're marketing it strangely because they mm-hmm. think like oh it's james corden like he's a big he's a big star Ugh. sure all right um nobody likes him <laughs> i watched all of gavin and stacy and i still don't like him <laughs> and he wrote that <laughs> like good job i feel like ruth jones pulled a lot of that yeah. um so but like yeah his character shows up for one song everyone sings a song about how he's a very fat cat he's 25 pounds Ugh. he's a chonky boy yeah. And then he leaves. Like, that legitimately, like, that's it. The same thing with the, the cat that Ian McKellen is playing. He shows up, he sings a song, and then he leaves. <laughs> um, Idris Elba's character is not even ever really seen. He just kind of appears on occasion. Mm-hmm. And they sing well, a song about him. he seems to him. be front and fucking center in all these uh, trailers they're showing. Because I know America loves Idris Elba. Well, and rightly yeah. so. And rightly so. I mean, so. but I do not love Idris Elba cat. It no. is unsettling to me, and I it's don't unsettling. like it. It looks like a futar. <laughs> it does. Um, anti futar, as well as anti chair dog. Um, yeah, that's what we need in this party is some ch- some chair dogs to break up this cat. Con- you know, there are the dogs conference. in the musical Cats. There's. There's a part where they pretend to be... Do- anyway. <laughs> yeah, we... If we... I'm not going to let you keep going. Honestly. No, you're cutting You're cutting all of this. When I listen to this, it's going to be like, hey, wait a minute. I talked for... I talked at length about the musical Cats. <laughs> oh. I'm going to be messaging you. Like, where's my part about Cats? You're like, I don't... Who is this? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh. oh, I can't hear you. I'm going through a tunnel. This is a text message. No, I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's a no. <laughs> oh, uh, man. S- so many cell phones in Night Before Christmas, which I mean makes sense in our society, but there were just so many, you know, oh, it's a, a text particularly message. particularly egregious use of Alexa, I would have to say. I was oh, like, my gosh. Are Amazon and Netflix joining forces? Because this is a lot of pro- product placement. Alexa is sort of like almost Another part of character. a love triangle. Yeah, it's <laughs> unsettling. Um, and I think a lot, I'll, this is again unfair, but I think a lot of my goodwill for an adorable guy from the past is learning about the future. I used mm-hmm. it in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. I've given that part of my heart away. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even put little note cards all over everything like Abby did for Ichabod. <laughs> I so. know. God, I miss Sleepy Hollow. Although I am enjoying seeing Tom Meissen on Watchmen now. He's doing a wonderful job. Oh, I really want to watch that, but I don't get HBO. Apparently that is not his naked body, is what he says. But I'm like, hmm. how, hmm. Do, how hmm. are they cutting that? Because I can see your face. 
Oh, and your wiener in the same <laughs> shot. I'm sorry, wiener is a very funny word, but yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. I can see your penis. No, that's worse somehow. Yeah, um, that's very formal. But he's very good. Like he's. Very I've good. heard it's very good. And I have some theories about his character on that show, so I'll wait oh. until you. Uh, I'll oh. wait until you've seen it before I share. Also, oh, time in 2022. <laughs> We'll get we'll get it to you before then. <laughs> we'll make sure you've seen it. You got to be part of the zeitgeist. I just saw both episodes of The Mandalorian. That's mm-hmm. all the zeitgeist that got in me. Yeah, I have a I eh, I don't I don't know. I'm just like eh, I don't care. I know um, like Baby Yoda, whatever. But um, okay. First of all, that's <laughs> not a whatever. That's like my second child. Okay. Um. But no, it's good. I think even if you're burnt out on other Star Wars, it's good. I mean, it's not that I'm burnt out on him. I just don't like. I don't know. It's like the. It's kind of like how people that enjoy the Marvel movies don't really watch the Marvel TV shows. Yeah, yeah, guilty. It's it's kind of like that with me. I'm just like, eh. Uh, uh. I think I'm just still. I'm still in a kind of glowy place of. I can watch a Star Wars TV show. Yeah. Because there's still a part of me that's like, you know, 15 years old and just reading those Star Wars novels because Mm -hmm. that's all we had. Yeah. You know, there were no more movies. There were only like rumors every so often. So we just had these novels and I just had to read about Luke Skywalker banging force ghosts. (laughs) Is he a space doctor? Kind of is in that one, I think. Mm, Ding, ding, ding. All these ghosts. So many. Um, but yeah, and, and so just, there's still some part of me. And I think the thing with like the Marvel stuff is that it's, it's, you know, cool, but I mean, there were superheroes on TV before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as huge, like it wasn't what it is now. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we had, we had Lois and Clark. <laughs> oh boy. I, <laughs> the nineties were a time, friends. They really were. There were so many vampires. Yep. Um, so much primetime soap. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the two mixed. Oh, and... yes. I still have Kindred the Embraced on DVD. <laughs> and there was so much, like, weird, like, Saturday afternoon syndicated. Like, there was a Hercules and Xena, obviously, but there was mm-hmm. a show about Sinbad the Sailor. Yep. There was that Bruce Campbell show, not Briscoe County Brisco, Jr. Not Briscoe County Jr., the other Come one. Come on, Briscoe County Jr. But I'm not talking about Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> I'm talking about the other one. Okay. Which I can't think of right now. <laughs> um, Jack of all trades. Oh, there you go. And yeah, so it was just like this very strange time. And I just find it funny sometimes when people will talk now about how like, oh, you know, there's so much genre TV. I'm like, there always was. It just wasn't like prestige. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, everyone's watching Game of Thrones, so now it's cool to to yeah. see dragons on TV. Whatever. Fuck Game of Thrones. That show fucking sucks. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's just my opinion, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk because we've already had... I've already had this... You know, these Hannibal disclosures. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have no legs to stand on right now. Never. Lady. Never again. <laughs> Never, uh, ever again. I suppose we should probably wrap it up. We've been going on a little while. 
we we have and yeah. people are gonna send me very weird like archive of their our own like links now and i just know no think i'm okay yeah i've That's read fine. them all <laughs> <laughs> no that's not what i mean <laughs> sigh oh <laughs> but we should wish everyone yes. out there our at least our uh continental united states and i guess entire united states uh listeners a happy thanksgiving yes enjoy your holiday we'll see you back the week after i hope everyone you know has a safe and happy holiday and you know don't exactly if if your family stresses you out you know what it's okay to lie make up an excuse and not go like seriously don't put yourself in a situation that's just gonna stress you out really bad if you can get out of it get out of it it's just a meal Mm -hmm. yeah you know and take care of yourselves take care of yourselves if you like the cranberry sauce in a can eat that if you don't like that don't eat it we're going out and i still bought a can of the cranberry sauce i don't like cranberry sauce so Uh i've made a cranberry tart that was very good it's really good as a glaze on chickens mm. and cornish game hens yes yeah so it's just you know what like just live your life if you just want to spend thanksgiving like watching a night before christmas and then reading our review yeah that's a valid way to spend your that's a wonderful way to spend your time yeah instead of arguing with your you know pro trump you know your maga uncle like just stay home it's totally fine i wonder if there's like political arguments like that in the sitch Oh, there's always there's, there's just somebody's somebody's like cousin is like, well, oh, you know sure. what I heard? Yeah. Like heard where? <laughs> from a from a bat? <laughs> That's a good place to end. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone. We'll see you not next week, but the week after. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Very cool.